Welcome! We're live at the well. I'm your host, Tuli Mubona Namulemo, and I'm here to equip you with mindsets and habits for lifelong lifestyle wellness. I'm a champion for mind, body, and spirit health, and I believe wellness should be pursued as an act of worship to God. As always, we begin every episode with some wellness wisdom, and today's is Do not make the scale your only measure of progress and do not make a habit of weighing yourself every day, even if weight loss is your goal. There are a number of reasons why and we're going to get into it during this episode. But I'm going to start with a little story time. So once upon a time, about eight years ago, I embarked on probably my fifth new year, new me weight loss journey. You know how it is like for three to four years prior to that, every new year, I was like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be fit. I'm going to exercise. And granted, at the time, I really did not need to lose weight. But, you know, body dysmorphia and whatnot, that's a whole nother story. But. Finally, that year, eight years ago, I said, all right, I'm doing it for real this time. And I am not going to quit after two days. And I'd read somewhere that if you are consistent, I think it said for about 21 days, you will start to see results like visibly. I was like, I bet I'm going to try this 21 days. No problem. And so I was not a big fan of cardio, still not the biggest fan of cardio. So I decided I was going to lift weights for three weeks straight. In hindsight, you really should be taking breaks and rest days. But anyways, you know, that was the beginning. You grow, you learn, you know what it is. So I was lifting for 21 days straight. And when I stepped on the scale after that 21 days, guess what? My weight was the same and I was furious. I was like, you mean to tell me the year I'm finally consistent and don't quit after two days and my weight is still the same? Like I should be down 10 pounds at this point for all the effort I put in. (laughs) But then I actually started noticing that my body composition was changing so I was looking more toned and I was looking slimmer and I was like this is such an interesting phenomenon and so I share this story to introduce the first major reason why we should not make this scale our only measure of progress or weigh ourselves every day and that is because the number on the scale on any given day may not be an accurate representation of your progress And then you may end up discouraged for no reason. So keep in mind that your body's total mass includes muscle, fat, water, and bone. And when most people say they want to lose weight, typically what they're referring to is fat weight. They don't want to lose muscle. They're not gunning to lose water weight, especially because that fluctuates day to day. And we'll get into that in a second. And they're not trying to lose their bone. They want to lose fat. And so when you step on a scale, a regular scale, it's giving you what all of that weighs together and how all of that fluctuated net wise. So 
The first thing to keep in mind with those four aspects of our weight, muscle, fat, water, and bone, is that muscle is more dense than fat. So it takes up less space at the same weight. And that is what I was experiencing as a first time uh, lifter, where I was lifting consistently. And so I was probably experiencing exponential muscle growth and muscle gain. And so that muscle, because it's more dense than fat and takes up less space, I was holding the same weight, but my body composition was changing. I was looking smaller and slimmer. And then the other big thing besides muscle is the water weight. So water weight fluctuates from day to day based on a number of different factors. So let's start with water retention, which may lead to you holding your weight or gaining weight. So the three reasons I'm going to cover today that cause water retention are sodium intake, menstruation, and then weight training. So the first is sodium intake. Many times when you eat something that is salty, um, especially more than usual, your body, in order to compensate for that, will hold on to water. And so that appears on a scale, especially if you're weighing like one day to another as um, your weight holding the same or gaining weight. And then the ladies know that right before menstruation, during menstruation, we do gain a little bit of weight. And a lot of that is due to water retention. <laughs> I remember I several years ago, I worked with a personal trainer when I was uh, getting ready for um, a competition of sorts, and he would do monthly, um, I think there are monthly weigh-ins on an in-body scale, and I remember if that weigh-in ever fell before or during my period, I'd be like, you know what, we're not weighing today, like, we're gonna have to wait till next week, because... I'm not doing that <laughs> because I know that I do. I gain weight like anywhere from like two to five pounds um, during my before during my period. And then the third cause of water retention that I'm mentioning today is weight training. So when you lift weights, um, your muscles in order to recover many times will retain your body will retain water to help your muscles recover. And so if you step on a scale from one day to the next and any of those things happened, like for example, you consumed uh, a lot of salt or you are about to start your period or you lifted weights and then you're like, man, my weight is up. Like I'm doing all these things and they're not working. Screw it all. You know, like you end up psyching yourself out. And then on the other end is with, with water weight fluctuating from day to day is water weight loss that could be caused by doing cardio. So sometimes when you do when you do cardio, steady state cardio, you sweat a lot, you do lose um, some water weight during that cardio session. And then if you significantly reduce your intake of carbs from one day to the next, you could lose some water weight. And then if you drink more water than usual, you could lose water weight, which is such a, a counterintuitive uh, process. But, you know, the body's amazing. Shout out to God because he's real smart. And so all that to say that water weight is going to fluctuate from day to day for whatever reason and does not necessarily reflect on your progress or how hard you're working in the gym and in the kitchen and in every other aspect of wellness. 
Now, a brief side note, obviously, if you're not seeing progress, you know, for an extended period of time, even on the scale, and especially if you're using one of those smarter scales, then it is important to look into your methods. Um, you know, maybe your workout regimen isn't working for you. Maybe your nutrition plan isn't working for you. Um, maybe your calculations were off. Maybe you are not getting enough rest. Uh, a whole host of things. And then, of course, there's always the potential for physio- underlying physiological issues hormonally and otherwise that could be preventing you from losing weight. So this episode is primarily just to to talk about focus on the scale and especially those who get discouraged by the scale, even when they are putting in, um, you know, the work in the gym and in the kitchen. So I just thought that um, side note worth mentioning. So the other reason why you should not make the scale your only measure of progress or weigh yourself every day is because there is more to your wellness than weight. And this is this is not the case for everyone, but you can be less healthy while weighing less and more healthy while weighing more. And personally, I have weighed more on the scale at my healthiest, but you know, that like I said, it's not the case for everyone. But remember that sustainable wellness includes mind and spirit and body, right? So you stepping on a scale and using that as a marker of your progress, using that as, you know, many people, unfortunately, um, their weight is so tied to their identity and their worth, right? So when you step on a scale and almost everything comes down to those three numbers. It's really a disservice to your your physical health, your mental health, and maybe even in some instances, your spiritual health. And so even if we're looking, like forget mind and spirit health, if we're looking just at physical health, like of your body, still the scale and your weight is not, you know, it's just not encompassing of all the things that go into your physical health. Um, For example, there's your nutrition, there's your relationship with food, there is your hormonal balance, there's your heart health, there's your blood health, the list is endless. And so the bottom line is, you're doing yourself a huge disservice if everything for you boils down to three numbers on a scale. So if we're not weighing ourselves to mark our weight loss progress, then how are we supposed to know that, you know, I'm making progress, I'm losing weight, the, the effort I'm putting in is, is paying off. I'm glad you asked. So I'm not saying don't weigh yourself at all, right? Because definitely your weight on a scale is an, it's, it's, a, it's a marker of progress. It is an indicator of health to a certain extent, but it is not everything. So, I mean, if you don't want to weigh yourself and that works best for you, do you, boo-boo? I personally rarely weigh, my, weigh myself and that works well for me. Granted, I'm not on a weight loss journey. Um, and for me, health goes far beyond <laughs> my weight on a scale. But there was a time when I thought I needed to lose weight and I would weigh myself every single day, sometimes twice a day. 
and it proved to be very toxic so i stopped doing that especially because i would record it on an excel sheet but you know you live and learn and side note you may weigh differently at different times of the day so just something to keep in mind and while we're at it the best time to weigh yourself is in the morning when you wake up after you've used the bathroom so whatever intervals that you just choose to weigh yourself be consistent um, with the time so if you do choose to weigh yourself as one of your measures of progress you want to spread the weigh weigh-ins out you know at maybe two week or four week or six week intervals. It really depends on you, depends on your goal, your timeline, what works for you mentally. Um, but definitely spread them out, you know, wider than daily. That's, yeah, that I just don't recommend for anybody. And then I would recommend using a scale that breaks down muscle, fat, water, and bone weight. And I mentioned before an in-body scale. That is a great option as far as breaking down muscle, fat, water, and bone. Now, if you wanna purchase one, they're in the thousands. So if you got it like that, then feel free, get me one too while you're at it, thank you. <laughs> but if you do not wanna purchase one, there are many places locally, at least in the US, I'm not sure about other parts of the world, but in the United States, there are places like weight loss centers, some gyms, uh, fitness recovery centers that do have in-body scales and they do, um, they're open to the public. So some of them are free. Some of them will charge like 10 bucks, 25 bucks to step on the scale. So if you, if you look up like in-body scale near me, you can be able to find an in-body scale near you. I actually did, uh, step on an in-body scale a couple days ago at a recovery fitness recovery center, near where I live and it was free so shout out to them and what I love about the in-body scale and I've used it for a number of years even when I was uh, training in a gym and, and working with weight loss patients at a clinic what I love about it is the 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 progress it shows from way from weigh-in to weigh-in, right? So like say you do your first weigh-in the next time you do a weigh-in it shows you not only how your net weight changed, but it shows you how your muscle mass, did you gain or lose muscle? Did you gain or lose fat? Did you gain or lose water weight? Did you gain or lose bone density? I think the two things that you'd probably be paying attention to are the muscle and fat because water like fluctuates literally day to day. So <laughs> over the span of two weeks or a month or three months, it's not going to be, you know, a very accurate depiction in my opinion. But anyways, let me not go off on a tangent. And then another uh, place to get such scales, it, they may not be as accurate. And even the in-body itself, I don't know if it's, well, nothing really, I don't think is ever 100% accurate. But in-body is a pretty good option. The other, I'm, I am not sponsored by in-body, by the way. I don't, I'm like plugging it, but it's just because I have. <laughs> but in-body, if you want to sponsor me, I mean, I would not be opposed if you can hear me. No, but yeah, I'm really not sponsored by in-body at all. I just have used their scales for many years and I like them. But another place to get such scales is uh, not maybe not like the in-body, but a scale that will break down muscle fat and water weight is um, Amazon or places like that, that, um, yeah, 
you can find a scale there that would be better than just a regular, simple net weight scale. And then the other thing I would recommend is looking at other measures of progress, such as inches lost, how your clothes fit, your energy levels, your mental sharpness and focus, your skin health, your functional movement, maybe you're experiencing less discomfort with going upstairs or bending or, you know, sleeping because of less weight on your joints, your mood, how you feel about yourself, your blood work. So there's, I could go on and on and on. There's so many other measures of progress that you can incorporate and not just focus in on the scale. So yeah, I don't know who needed to hear this, but sis, hi, Joe scale. Until next time, be well.